Hi, this is Tim Ackesy from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm terrified of snakes, but starting this afternoon, I have to work at the reptile house every day for the rest of my life. What am I going to do? I'm terrified of snakes. I might even have to handle them and touch them. What does this have to do with stuttering? A lot. People who stutter develop a phobia of stuttering, the fear of stuttering, based on experiences. So stuttering becomes a phobia. Some phobias can be avoided and ignored the rest of my life. For example, the fear of heights. I can work to avoid heights, ladders, bridges, and so forth. The fear of large dogs. I can probably go the rest of my life avoiding them through fight or flight, jumping in my car, walking the other direction. In the DSM-5, stuttering is called a social anxiety. A Reddit group on the internet for stuttering has some 7,000 people in it. You start reading the posts on Reddit, a lot of them have to do with the fear of stuttering. Something such as, I have to interview and I stutter. I won't get the job if I stutter. I've been asked to be in a wedding. I'm going to have to read in a wedding. I haven't read out loud in 10 years because of my stuttering. The phobia of stuttering. Some people who stutter are unable to go to a support group for stuttering. They have difficulty witnessing someone else stutter. The phenomenon there is when I project my thoughts. If I have some pretty dark thoughts about stuttering in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm unable to sit and watch someone else stutter. That's telling, isn't it? It's true. Some people who stutter are not, are not in a place where they can jump into a support group. We hope to get those people's toes wet by maybe chatting with one person who stutters and then two and so forth. It would be good for them to be able to do that. Stuttering is a phobia. It develops into one. And people have anxiety about stuttering. Some people get medication to treat fear and anxiety. A lot of speech therapy breaks down because it doesn't treat the fear and anxiety properly. We're going to talk about that today. So I've broken this into six parts. The first part is how this begins in young children. Let's look at Piaget's pre-operational stage, which is a mouthful for me to say. Piaget describes between age two and six how children develop their thoughts and feelings and memory. A child who's three years old with a stutter, it's possible that child could be laughed at and have no idea why they're being laughed at. They may not connect the person laughing at them as laughing at their stutter. A sensitive child could re react harshly to that kind of laughter. 
once a child gets to around age five and six, memory becomes more stable. Did you know that a child cannot be a witness in a courtroom before they're four years old? Their memory isn't stable. Language has not developed enough for memory to be stable. When we get to age four and five, sorry, five and six, our memory begins to get more stable. We begin to do what psychologists call compare self to other. Where I'm a kid and I notice who writes better than me, who's faster. I have glasses, they don't. I stutter, they don't. Because I stutter, I'm different. They think I can't read. They think I'm dumb. That stuff starts coming in. And have you noticed most any book will tell you that if stuttering is not resolved by age seven, it becomes very difficult to treat. Hmm. What's so special about age seven? Well, we're starting to get a glimpse of how memory works and how moments of stuttering can be traumatic once you're five, six, seven years old. Please look on my website and read an article, Post-Traumatic Stress and Stuttering. And you'll find an explanation of how a child who stutters can have a traumatic event from stuttering. For example, the child standing in front of his classroom doing a show and tell begins to stutter and the kids start laughing and he's humiliated. And that can be a traumatic event. The child will remember the traumatic event. The child may work to try to prevent it from happening again. And then when a person who stutters has anxiety, they're dissociated. So their body's there, but their mind is floating back on the timeline. They recall a past event of stuttering. And then the mind goes future and predicts moments. So this is how the stuttering mind works which gives us more information about the phobia of stuttering, how it came to be. In Barry Guitar's best-selling textbook about stuttering, he explains the levels of stuttering from the beginning through intermediate to advanced, how stuttering becomes more per pervasive within the person who stutters. The actual stutters become tighter more blocking, more physical tension. Avoidance will increase all the way till the advanced stutterer, the person who has the identity of stuttering or being a stutterer, like the sense of self, I'm a stutterer. Now, mind you, a child can be in the advanced category while still in elementary school. I was one myself. In second grade, I was being teased and bullied and I began to avoid before going to, to sixth grade. And sixth grade was very difficult for me. I have many clients at any time who are grade five or younger who are advanced stutterers. They fear stuttering. They are ashamed of their stuttering. So the phobia is already there. They're asking their parents to talk for them in some cases. Number two is dedicated to a book called The Feeling Good Handbook, which is an easy book for anyone here to pick up and read. 
in the book, Burns, who was a psychiatrist who treated anxiety and depression without medication, talks about the top 10 forms of twisted thinking. Number one is black and white thinking. I see things black and white. If I stutter, I won't get the job. If I stutter, she won't want to date me. Another big theme in Dr. Burns' book is when we imagine we know what people think. So let's pretend I've been teased or bullied at least once and I remember it. And I begin to read people's minds. If you find out I stutter, you'll judge me. So I project my thoughts. If you know anyone that looks away in the moment of stuttering, they avert their eye contact. During the moment of eye contact aversion, the person who stutters is reading the mind of the other person. They're feeling shame. I have a, a, a podcast specifically about eye contact, what's normal eye contact, and what's eye contact for people who, who stutter. So the top 10 forms of twisted thinking helps people learn those thoughts and feelings that create the fear. Number three is dedicated to these critical moments in people's life. I treat kids who stutter all year long, and I've been doing it now for 28 years as of September of 2020. And... I meet the child who just started sixth grade who's in a crisis. The child who just started ninth grade in high school in a crisis. The child that just moved into a dorm building on campus and is in a crisis. What do they have in common? They went from one environment to a new environment with a lot of listeners. And they're fearing that the new listeners are judging them and maybe they have been teased or bullied. But those inner thoughts and feelings, the phobia, the fear like a, a volcano, it's gone from dormant and it's blown up. That's what they all have in common. Then throughout the year, I get an inquiry. I have to interview and I'm terrified of stuttering. Well, let's pretend you're 23 years old. You started to stutter in childhood and you got through college somehow. Now it's time to interview and you're freaking out. Well, what wasn't treated? What attributes of stuttering were not treated properly or dealt with properly that you have a crisis at age 23 to interview? I think it's called a phobia. The fear of stuttering. You never touched the snake in the, in the reptile house. Maybe there were some you kept avoiding or people... Uh, people allowed you to not talk and all of a sudden it's difficult. Number four interviewing and job placement. The National Association of Colleges and Employers, a group called NACE, in 2017 did a, a survey and Recruiters concluded the number one skill set they're looking for is verbal communication. 
it is true there are biases to stuttering in some career choices, maybe marketing, a training job where you have to do staff training all day long in front of large audiences. It's true there can be a bias against stuttering. It's getting better. Things are getting better in this world, but people, uh, employers are looking for verbal communication skills. And why this is important is it's important to face the stuttering. Parents, help your child to gain courage and confidence to face the stutter, to get up and talk, to raise their hand, to disclose, I stutter, and how to deal with teasing and bullying. Because in the end, we have to talk. Some phobias can be avoided, like I said. If I'm afraid of heights, I might be able to spend my life without dealing with them. But talking is different. What about the celebrities who stutter? James Earl Jones, the voice of the Lion King, Darth. He says that in childhood he had a severe stutter. In one story he passed notes to feign as though he was mute. Now we know him as a famous, silky voice, deep, incredible speaker. Joe Biden grew up with a stutter. The story of King George VI from The Lion. <laughs> King George VI from The King's Speech, not The Lion King. That's funny. So, King George V was difficult on King George VI about his stuttering. His own brother was difficult. The story couldn't be told until the Queen Mum had passed away. So check out the King's Speech and the Lion King. Now let's talk about Bob Love from the Chicago Bulls. I love his story. You can Google Bob Love, Chicago Bulls, and stuttering, and it'll populate. Bob Love battled a severe stutter through his playing years. He wouldn't be interviewed or couldn't be interviewed, I don't know which, after games. He'd put up 40 points, and they couldn't put that microphone in front of his mouth. Nothing came out. I saw that in a 1992 news, news story, that nothing would come out. Fast forward, Bob Love went to the Seattle's team, and he retired. He dealt with his stutter in his 30s. And he came full circle. He went back to the Chicago Bulls to work for the Chicago Bulls and go out and speak. It's a beautiful story. It comes back to, in the end, we have to face it, face our fear, and speak. So what makes a good speech therapy? Which is number six. If you're a parent of a kid who stutters, you want to listen carefully to make some good choices. I don't have all of the answers. I have many. After 28 years of doing this, and I, had, I stuttered severely through college. If your child's being taught an unnatural speech pattern, stretchy speech, my name is Tim, it won't translate. For two reasons, the anxiety, fear, 
thoughts and feelings are not being addressed. They're trying to treat the symptom in the mouth. The other thing, deep down your child doesn't want to talk that way. Your child may bring more attention instead of less. If your child's being taught this stretchy, pulling out of words, mind, like stretching, under anxiety, it falls apart. They're unable to execute the motor movements in the mouth. It's kind of like in sports when you're standing to make a putt, a three-foot putt, to win your first tournament, $1.1 million, and a trip to the Masters Golf Tournament, and you miss it because you start thinking about don't miss it. Good speech therapy for these people who have developed fear, avoidance, shame, eye, eye contact, aversion, has to include cognitive behavioral therapy. We have to look at the beliefs the child has who stutters, their thoughts, their feelings, what is driving the avoidance in the classroom, the fear of talking in Spanish. I'm afraid to say my name. I'm asking you to order food for me while I go to the bathroom at the restaurant. There's a, this is very important. Left unchecked, my child takes us to college. If we enable the child who stutters, we will disable the child who stutters. What that means is this. As teachers create a plan that Tim gets to do his report in the privacy of the teacher's lounge when no one's there, then the teacher, the parents, and the grown-ups are saying, Tim, you are unable to stand in front of your peers. Unable to. You shouldn't do it. You should just give that talk for me. I just met a kid in high school last week. His parents still order for him when he's 17 years old. They register at registration desks for sports for him. They do everything for him to protect him. So they think, what's college going to be like for him? So these parents have to start to cut the tethers, get good help, develop courage and independence. Because your child's got a phobia. If your child's asking you to order or call the teacher, call the coach on his behalf, your child's afraid to stutter. And we want to make, sometimes we want to make this moment less difficult. We have to look at the big picture. And you're listening to somebody who did fake sick, go to the bathroom when it was his turn to read, and had a whole scaffolding of avoidance tricks. And I had to dismantle all of the scaffolding not raising my hand, trying to get out of talking because I had to face all of it in undergraduate school, which was a nightmare. Then the audacity to go to graduate school and go through the program in speech 
where speech was scrutinized again. Here's an example. I was in clinic in graduate school, and I was assigned a client, and my supervisor, the parent of the kid, and other people, whoever is in the program can watch. We can watch each other doing our speech therapy training through a two-way mirror, and I have a standardized test that I have to read to a child. I cannot change a word. I'm not supposed to put an um in, timing, and the execution of the reading is critical for a standardized test. That was hard, folks. I had to confront the fear of stuttering. I've had the joy of working with law students who stutter, nurses who stutter, first responders, pilots, someone going to West Point. All of these jobs where there can be time pressure and scrutiny of stuttering. Each of those individuals face their fear, reduce their anxiety, and learned a semblance of control over their speech. One thing I just saw online was a uh, some video saying that we're not supposed to try to control our stutter. But then the next sentence was that we want to learn to stutter more easily. Well, how do you stutter more easily unless you begin to control the severity of the stutter to loosen the muscle groups? To loosen the muscle groups of stuttering, to stutter more easily, I have to control the moment of stuttering, the muscles, the tongue, lips, and voice. I have to use something called a strategy that some people are calling bad names, strategies or techniques. So that's black and white thinking from a therapist. If they say that you're not supposed to use any strategies or techniques, that's black and white thinking. The nurse, the first responder, the police officer with a stutter, the pilot with a stutter, the attorney with a stutter, the mom making an appointment for her daughters at the physician may want to control the, the moment of the stutter in the pressure moment for that person. So stuttering becomes a phobia when we're little. We develop shame, embarrassment, fear, avoidance strategies. We have to dismantle the fear. We have to reduce our anxiety. We have to face it. The world won't always comply to my wishes, how I want the world to respond to my stutter. I wish it was that case, that everyone knew. But the thing is, is that if a person who stutters walks up to a counter, there's no indication they stutter until we open our mouth. And then all of a sudden, the reaction from the listener is unknown. We do want to learn to advocate and disclose I stutter, you know, go ahead and say it. Um, in the end, each person who stutters is afraid, 
<clears throat> excuse me, afraid of stuttering, but they have to face it. There's a phobia there, like working in the reptile house. We have to actually touch the reptile. We have to touch the snake. We have to touch the stuttering. So parents out there, support your children to be courageous speakers. If you stutter yourself, week by week, month by month, take on a challenge that's been difficult. Get involved with a group of people who stutter that have the same goals that you have. And let's all work together to understand stuttering better and help each other. And thank you so much for your time today.